0: Chapter 10 of the silver princess oz by ruth Plummy thompson this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter 10 night in the forest all afternoon the four travellers moved through the ixian forest planetti exclaiming over the flowers ferns and bright birds that flitted from tree to tree thun sending up frequent high-flown sentences Kabumpo and Randy looking rather anxiously for some landmark that would prove they were on the road to Ev. As it grew darker the elegant elephant wisely decided to make camp, stopping in a small tidy clearing for that purpose. As Kabumpo swung to an impressive halt Randy slid to the ground, pulling the net bags with him and began to sort out the boxes containing food. Then he quickly gathered some faggots for a fire, as the night was raw and chilly, and had Planetti signal Thun to breathe on the wood. Thun, only too happy to be of some use, quickly lighted the campfire, and he and the little princess watched curiously while Randy prepared his own and Kabumpo's supper, making coffee in a tin box with some water Kabumpo had fetched in his collapsible canvas bucket the elegant elephant did rather well with the contents of seven cake boxes and four bread and cereal containers and randy found so many good things to eat among Walla's presents he felt sorry not being able to share them with planetti or thun it would be more fun if you ate too he observed Looking down sideways at the little princess, who was sitting on a boulder, hands clasped about her knees, while she gazed contentedly up at the stars. "'Would it?' Planetti smiled faintly, tapping her silver heels against the rock. "'This seems night enough,' she sighed, stretching up her arms luxuriantly. "'But now it is time to ret.' Slipping off her long metal cape the princess of another planet tossed one end against a white birch and the other to a tall pine. To Randy's surprise, the ends of the cape instantly attached themselves to the tree, making a soft, flexible hammock. Into this, Planetti climbed with utmost ease and satisfaction. "'Good net, Randy and Big Bumpo, dear,' she called softly. Take care of Thun, I've told him to stay where he is till the earling, so he will, he will. With a smile Planetti closed her bright eyes, and the wind swaying her silver hammock soon rocked her to sleep. It had been a long day, and Randy felt very drowsy himself. Walking over to the Thunder Colt he turned his head, so that his fiery breath would fall harmlessly on a cluster of damp rocks he was pleased to find this steed from another planet so obedient and gentle though formed of some live and lively black metal thun was soft and satiny to the touch and seemed to enjoy having his ears scratched and his neck rubbed as much as any ordinary horse tap me twice on the shoulder if aught occurs slandy he signaled blowing the words out lazily between randy's pats "'And good net to you, my Nazis, good net.' "'That language is just full of foolishness,' sniffed Kabumpo, spreading a blanket on the ground for Randy, and then stretching himself full length beneath a beech tree. "'Put out the fire, Nazi, my lad. The creature's breath makes light enough to frighten off any wild men or monsters.' "'Oh, I don't believe there are any wild beasts or savages in this forest,' Randy said, stamping out the embers of the campfire. "'It's too quiet and peaceful. I have an idea. We're almost across Ix and will reach Ev by morning. What do you think, Kabumpo?' Kabumpo made no answer, for the elegant elephant had stopped thinking and was already comfortably a snore. So, with a terrific yawn, Randy wrapped himself in the blanket, and, curling up close to his big and faithful comrade, fell into an instant and pleasant slumber. Morning came all too soon, and Randy was rudely awakened by Kabumpo, who was shaking him violently by the shoulders. "'Come on, come on,' blustered the elegant elephant impatiently. "'Stir out of it, my boy. We've all been up for hours. Is it proper to lie abed and let a princess light the fire?' "'She didn't.' Sitting bolt upright, Randy saw that Planetti, with Thun's help, actually had lighted a fire, and set water to boil in the tin box, just as he had done the evening before. "'Oh, my goodness, goodness, Planetti, you mustn't do that rough work,' he exclaimed, hurrying over to take the big cake box from Planetti's hands. "'Why not?' beamed the little princess, hugging the box close. See, I have found the great Choco-Nut Cake for Big Bumpo to eat, I mean neat. Ha-ha, Choco-Nut Cake. Kabumpo swayed merrily from side to side. Very neat, my dear. If there's one thing I love for breakfast, it's Choco-Nut Cake. Laughing so he could hardly keep his balance, Kabumpo held out his trunk for the cake box. "'What a splendid little castle-keeper you'll make for some young king, Nettie, my child!' "'Nettie, isn't that now my name?' Planetti pushed back her flying cloud of hair with an interested sniff. "'If you like it,' said Randy, his ears turning quite red at Kabumpo's teasing remarks. Leading the little princess to a flat rock, he sat her down with great ceremony and then began opening up boxes of crackers and fruit.' Nettie's a night name, declared the princess, her head thoughtfully on one side. I must tell Thun. Skipping over to the Thunder Colt, who with drooping head and tail was enjoying a little colt nap, she tapped out her new nickname in the strange code she used when talking to him. No longer Planetti of another planet, flashed Thun, awake in a twinkling and sending up his message in a shower of sparks. But annette of oz at least he's left off the inn mumbled kabumpo speaking thickly through the coconut cake which he had tossed whole into his capacious mouth sounds rather well don't you think wonderful agreed randy who could scarcely keep his eyes off the sparkling little princess it's too bad she's not like us kabumpo then she could go back to oz and stay there always "'If she were like us she wouldn't be so interesting,' said Kabumpo, shaking his head judiciously. "'Besides, down here the poor child is completely out of her element and liable to disintegrate or suffocate or ev knows what.' He went on, discarding a box of prunes for a carton of tea. "'How was the cake?' Randy changed the subject, for he could not bear to think of Planetti in danger of any sort. "'Stale,' announced Kabumpo, making a wry face as he swallowed some tea-leaves. "'I'll certainly be glad to catch up with some regular elephant food. "'This eating bits out of boxes is diabolical, simply diabolical. "'Here, give me those crackers and eat some of that other stuff. "'And look at little Nutty Ann, would you, "'shaking out that blanket as if she'd been traveling with us for years. "'Why, the lass is a born housewife.' "'And isn't she pretty?' smiled Randy, waving to Planetti, as he began packing the boxes in the net bags again and stamping out the fire. "'I wonder what it's like up where she lives, Kabumpo.' "'Why not ask her?' Swinging up his saddle-sacks, Kabumpo called gaily to the little princess, who came running over the blanket neatly folded on her arm. "'Thank you, Nettie. You are certainly a great help to us.' Taking the blanket and giving her an approving pat on the shoulder, Randy caught hold of Kabumpo's belt-strap and pulled himself easily aloft. All ready to go? Planetti nodded cheerfully as she mounted the thunder colt. "'Will this lightning be as night as the last?' she demanded, tapping Thun gently with her staff. Nicer sir,' promised Randy, as Thun pranced merrily ahead. Planetti's long cape billowing like a silver cloud behind them. "'What do you do when you're at home?' called Randy, as Kabumpo, giving two short trumpets, followed close on the heels of the Colt. "'Home?' Planetti turned a frankly puzzled face. "'I mean, do you have a house or a castle?' persisted Randy, determined to have the matter settled in his mind once for all. "'Do you have brothers and sisters, and is your father a king?' no house no castle no those other words answered planetti in even greater bewilderment on another planet each is to herself or himself alone one floats rides skips or drifts through the leading heights and lowlands hanging the cape where one happens to be regular gypsies murmured kabumpo under his breath so nobody belongs to nobody and nobody has anybody Sounds kind of crazy to me." "'Yes, if you have no families, no fathers or mothers—' Randy was plainly distressed by such a country and existence. "'I don't see how you came to be at all.' "'We rise full-grown from our vanadium springs, and naturally I have my own spring. Is that then my father?' "'Tell her yes,' hissed Kabumpo between his tusks. Why mix her all up with our way of doing things? If she wants a spring for a father, let her have it. Kabumpo waved his trunk largely. Ho-ho-hem. I've always thought of springs as a cure for rheumatism. But live and learn, eh, Randy? Live and learn. Randy paid small attention to the elegant elephant's asides. He was too busy explaining life as it was lived in Oz to Planetti, Making it all so bright and fascinating, the eyes of the little princess fairly sparkled with interest and envy. "'I think I will not go with you to this wizard of Ev,' she announced in a small voice as the young king paused for breath. "'I do not believe I shall like that old wizard or his castle.' Touching Thun with her staff, Planetti turned the thundercoat sideways and went zigzagging so rapidly through the trees they almost lost sight of her entirely. "'Now what?' stormed the elegant elephant, charging recklessly after her through the forest. "'What's come over the little nitwit? Come back, come back, you foolish girl!' he trumpeted anxiously. "'We'll take you to Oz after you've been to Ev,' he added with a sudden burst of comprehension. At Kabumpo's promise, Planetti half turned on her charger. But this Wizard of Ev will send us back to another planet. It is yourself that has said so." "'No, no, we just said that he would help you,' shouted Randy, leaning forward and waving both arms for Planetti to turn back. "'Oh, you really must see, Jinnicky," he begged earnestly. Without his magic you cannot live away from that vanadium spring do you want to be stiff and still as a statue for the rest of your days i'd rather be a statue down here with you and bumpo where the birds sing and the flowers grow and the woods are green and wonderful than to be a live princess of another planet sighed the metal maiden hiding her face in thun's mane you would cried randy almost falling off the elephant in his extreme joy and excitement then you shall and jinnicky will change everything so you can live down here always and come back to oz with kabumpo and me Uh, would you like that planetti oh that would be netiful clasping thun with both arms the little princess laid her soft cheek against his neck netiful then ride on princess ride on kabumpo spoke gruffly for his feelings had quite overcome him toss me a kerchief will you randy he gulped desperately oh boo-hoo ker sniff to think she really likes us that much do you think she'd hear if i blew my trunk no no she's way ahead of us now whispered randy handing an enormous handkerchief down to kabumpo after taking a sly wipe on it himself oh isn't this a gorgeous day kabumpo and isn't everything turning out splendidly and see here we've actually come to the end of the forest end of chapter ten